This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Today, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Anne Britton from Anne Britton Photography and also joint owner of Goodwood Station at Booyah. Welcome, Anne. Thanks for joining our podcast. Thank you very much, Helen. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That's a pleasure. So, Anne, uh, you have Anne Britton Photography and you're um, an avid photographer in Western Queensland. What do you love about the, you know, sort of photographing the bush and, and outback Queensland and Australia for that matter? Oh, Helen, where I, I love to live, I have a great passion, excuse me, passion for outback Australia and I think it's a magnificent landscape to try and capture and I think it's magnificent whether it's dry or it's wet or whatever. The landscape is wonderful. The the challenging of the light is also a great thing as well and I think when I'm taking photos, I'm recording history. When I started taking photos way back when I was governessing in the Territory when I was 15 and I was green as grass, so to speak, of, of the knowledge oh. or the, the way things work out there, I always thought I was taking history, like, and, and the way that agricultural change, the changes in outback life, recording characters of people and the way we lived and the way we used to live. Yeah, it's all history mm. as we go forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and there's nothing they always say, a picture says a thousand words. And, yeah. uh, it is interesting how capturing the picture and, and I guess, you know, we are doing that more regularly now is really the value of, I mean, I guess on social media as well, the value of pressing record is actually uh, makes all the difference in regards to uh, the repurposing content, repurposing things, and also, though, capturing the moment. And I think photography has been doing that for a very long time, and it's really, um, I mean, we wouldn't have the rich history without photos to go with all the writing that we have in our history books. And it's really, it's a significant part of really giving us a visual of what was and allowing us to move on into the future as well. It's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a really nice yeah. perspective, actually. Mm, good. And I also feel that I love people to come and have a look, you know, check this out, you know, this is what it looks like. And mm. a lot of people travel a long way to come and have a look at the outback and a lot of people in Australia haven't seen it yet. And I think they should come and have a look because it's magic. It is absolutely wonderful. Some people travel the world and they don't come and have a, a look at Outback Queensland, some people, or Outback Australia. And then there are other people that will never be able to have the opportunity to see inland Australia. And I like to think that when I'm taking a photo, that person that's looking at it is actually standing beside me. I try really hard to either make them feel as if they have visited or make them feel as if they want to visit because a great lot of land and I think a lot of people would have a better understanding of inland Australia if they came to visit and seen how vast it is out here and seen for themselves and talked to the locals and learnt a little bit about our history out here and what we are doing now to live out here and why we live out here. Some people think that we're probably totally crazy to do so, but we actually love it and we make a viable business out of our beef growing business. And, you know, doing my photography is one way of showing 
how we live, how we used to live, incorporated in the history and to get people to come and have a look for themselves. That's right. That's great, yeah. And that this is inspiring, isn't it? If you can capture... To capture the landscapes in, in all the extremes and, and even just the everyday, it actually uh, it motivates people to say, gosh, you know, I've got to get out there and, and have a look and, and see. So the, the art community or the artisans in the Bullia community or Bullia area, are there a few people are painting or making jewellery or doing various, yeah. um, various art creations? Yes, we have several photographers in the area that um, there's some photographers that have got their photos displayed in the pub and in the Min Min Encounter and I have mine in the gallery at the Wadi Tree but we also have Indigenous art as well and we have people making jewellery there's a you know there's few people that have workshops for silversmithing and all that sort of stuff so there's people doing that as well and if ever we have market days there's people that have created their own fashion jewellery as well and, and have that for sale as, as a bit of a side hobby. So, yes. Feeding and things like that, um, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's lots of arty people in the area and it's lovely to see. Yeah, that's really good. Excellent. And so the Wadi Tree you mentioned, is that the gift shop in town and it's got a variety of uh, products and local gifts and things? Yeah, well, it's got it's got a lot of uh, products as in um, souvenirs and all that sort of stuff. Also has a gallery for the indigenous art as well, and then it's got a room that has my photography in it as well. Yeah, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, good. Um, and yeah. so that's good because I mean, we're with the Outback Way Art Trail. We're really highlighting yeah. uh, all the artwork and artisans along the entire route. So the Water yeah. Trees is yeah. definitely a, a spot to go and have a look. And the fact that you can have a look at it at the Minion Centre and the pub means that I mean, yes. when you're walking around Bullu, there's lots of places to actually see the artwork, which is all part of our Art Backway art trail. So that, yeah. that's excellent. Yeah, it's great that there's such yeah. a good precinct, in a way, for, for yeah. the display. Yeah. And so yeah. you're on Goodwood Station, and what got you to Bullu? What, uh, well, how did you end up in Bullu, and, and, and also what got you into photography? How, how did you get interested in photography, first up? Yeah, um, first up, uh, when I went to the Territory as a governess 15-year-old, I just thought it was just amazing. I thought I loved it from that moment on, basically. Uh, and, and where'd you I come from, needed... Anne? And where'd oh, you come from? I'm a Toowoomba. I'm a Toowoomba girl. And I oh, okay, yeah. In Bris- yeah, I went to school in Brisbane. Yep. And I was supposed to go to a horse stud in Zangul, but that job fell through, and then I got a job governessing in the Territory. So I went to the Territory, absolutely loved it and just a different world to what I was used to and I wanted to, back in the day when there wasn't social media, back in the day when we got our mail, whenever the plane went to town, it wasn't a regular occurrence. So I just wanted to basically capture everything that I I witnessed. I got to the point where the ringers used to stop and pose every time they saw me. That's how many photos I took. So, um, <laughs> so when I was able, you know, I used to go home once a year, so I could just, you know, I could show these photos off and what we did and how we did it and, you know, it was just different lifestyle to what I was used to and mm. it just continued from there. I just, I had several, a few other governessing posts after I landed in Winton and I happened to go to the Hamilton Bike Sport. And yep. I met Rick there, and the rest is history. That's yep. why I'm at Booyah. <laughs> ah, there you are. 
Fantastic. And the Hamilton just has um, a bit of history with Rick's family as well. So, yeah, uh-huh. the Hamilton pub was owned by his great-grandmother. Ah, yeah. there you are. So outback, those outback love stories are, are always good. That's <laughs> 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 lovely. Yeah. And so then life on Goodwood, like, so you've seen um, every different season you could possibly imagine, I can I can imagine. And yeah. so what's life like living on a station and, and what's, well, I, when I day in the life of a station or a, a week, I mean, just simply, I think, you know, people are interested in the actual, you know, what goes on. Yeah. Well, we have several people work for us. So uh-huh. we usually, this time of the year, we're usually up early because it still is a bit warm. So we're usually up early, have breakfast, and the fellas either working around here or off they go. At the moment, they're doing lots of fencing because we've just had the flood. So there's a few fences down. We have two rounds of cattle mustering a year, so we muster all the places and all the cattle and process the cows, and, and so that's a busy part of our. Yeah, our what time life. of year are they? What time of year do uh, they happen? It's usually first round's usually straight after Easter, but everything's yep. so wet this year it'll be different, and so then straight after Easter, and then say August September is the second round. So yeah, right. and okay. when we had when we had sheep. Out here, there once once upon a time has been sheep for a while. We'd be doing the shearing as well. Yeah, sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a busy life. Mm, one day's not ever the same as the other. And since I've been going into the wadi tree, I go into the wadi tree and man it for so many days a week. So then we get to meet the visitors as well. So we can have a big yarn to the visitors and tell them what life's like in Buya, which is great. Like having a yarn and. People are yeah. generally interested in what you're doing, so yeah. If, if yeah. you're not doing cattle work on the place, there's a, there's a whole heap of management to do, and uh, as yeah. you're saying, fencing and piping and fixing and and yeah. maintenance, and um, there's a lot of other work to do regardless of the stock. So yeah, it's um, that's it. And, I mean, you've, and, you've got to, so, and you've got to shift stock, you've got to move stock, and, yes, and do things like yes, that. Yes. Yeah. So we never have a water drought because we've got all bores here. And we're slowly shifting over to solar because windmills with workhouse place and safety is nearly becoming impossible and the knowledge of looking after a windmill is dying, unfortunately. I love my windmills. So that sort of stuff is changing, but they have to be maintained. There is weekly, we do weekly, if not water runs, to check the boars and check the troughs and check the cattle. That is just a continuous all-year-round thing that we do we're a bit luckier now because we've got surface water, but when we haven't got surface water, this flood is like once every 10 years. So in between time, the cattle rely on water that we provide them through bores. So every bore hole with cattle on it would get checked at least twice a week. And considering we have spanned our blocks of land are spanned out throughout the Bullier Shire, one bore run can consist of um, maybe 200 kilometres round trip Mm, so um you know it's time consuming and so it but it has to be done it's it's the main priority is animal welfare definitely definitely but i think also there's lots of technology happening now with all the telemetry and being able to actually dial into a bore and actually see if it's and people have got those cans up and people actually can check waters and actually turn waters on and off now it's pretty yep. exciting what's happening in the technology arena. It is. Um, it is. In and some areas we, where there's signal and satellites. If we had signal, it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. I know all the things you can do if you've got data, <laughs> got connections. Yes, that's if you right. have yes. data, if you have yes. data. No, yes. fair enough. That's right. Oh, no, that's really yes. interesting, Anne. Thank you for sharing all that. Yes. And, uh, no worries. We, um, we'd really, how, as if people, how can people get in touch with you personally with Anne Britton Photography and, yep. um, and see your artwork and also the details of the Wadi Tree, I guess. That'll be good. Yeah. Yep. So I have a web page. So it's just ambrittphotography.com.au. That'll find me. I also. Anne without an E. No, no, no royalty. And, and me. Um, but also, I'm doing a lot of YouTubing now, so I have a YouTube channel that you would find under the same Anne Britton Photography. So, okay. yep. Yeah. And there's lots of, I do a lot of blogging as well. So there's blogging and YouTubes, and I have a, and my drone's getting worked a lot more now. So there's a lot of drone footage, and did some drone footage of the flooding. Yeah. So. Good, thanks. Yeah. That's and Anne Britton Photography also on Facebook. Terrific. Great. Well, thank you. Yes, very good. You're, you're all over it. <laughs> yeah, trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And uh, and the yeah. Wadi Tree is um, opposite the um, the pub in Bulia and it's on the corner and it's uh, well worth a stop as well to have a look in there to see along with the Min Min Centre and the pub and then the um, the historical museum as well, the precinct that Bulia yeah. has. Yes. Um, it's yes. really interesting about early life as, uh, early settlers and their first sort of stone house and then also not to mention the, uh, very prehistoric history of the, plesi- the full plesiosaurus that Bulia has displayed yes. as well, which is very unique because you go from Winton's land dinosaurs to the water dinosaurs in mm-hmm. Bulia because of the inland sea. It's quite extraordinary. Yes, it is. That's captured. And then interestingly, you move along to our cooter on the plenty on the outback way and they have got the herbivores. So they've come out of the water and now they're in the grasslands. Like it's, it's actually quite, yeah. um, quite an interesting connection. And you sort of yes. start mapping what, um, historic Australia was, you know, prehistoric Australia was like. So yeah, yes. interesting time and like just wonderful to have. Uh, so many things to see and do around Bulia and that uh, windmill at the end of the road gets probably millions of shots of at yes. the sunset. <laughs> it's a beautiful, yes. beautiful, uh, beautiful sight. A very big windmill. Yes. I was out there and last week with the media for Mill <laughs> and someone from Sydney, one of the fellows from Sydney said, geez, what's that at the end of the street? And I said, and I said, you're kidding me. And he said, there's a bloody big fan to cool the town down. <laughs> And I said, no, that would be a windmill. <laughs> and don't and don't forget our forest of wadi trees too. Uh, yeah, the forest of wadi trees. Okay, great. Yes, yes. And then yeah. of course Georgi- yes. the Georgina uh, Billabong is lovely as well. So yeah, yeah. There's so many yeah. to see and do out there. It's really good. And of course you've got events coming up. You've got the camel races and um, what? Have you got something at you've got Easter? No, you've got the Easter race cancelled. It's oh, because wet. of the wet. Yeah, right. Okay. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Isn't that a good I know. Have an event. Yep, I know. So yeah. you've got camel yeah. races in July, haven't you? Yes, well, we've got huge week in July because we've got Baduri camel races, then the Big Red Bash, and then the Bullier camel races all in one week. Perfect. Yes, and I'm going to speak with Jack about the big, uh, about that week and how best to uh, to make the most of Bullier and, and ensure that all the visitors have a great time in Bullier. So we'll be doing another one yep. on those in a couple of weeks, you know, and it'll yeah, be coming yeah. out sort of in May. That's yep. good. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, excellent. 
Thanks, Anne, very much. No worries. And, um, no worries at all. We will, Thank um, you for talking to me. That's terrific. And uh, go, go well. Okay, you too. You take care, Helen. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.